morning. It is good to have you here this morning. Wasn't Easter glorious? Amen. What a great day. What a great day. Thank you for being here. We're going to continue with two services so that we can uh, continue to see people come back to worship and to have a, a safe and welcoming environment. So uh, thank you for those of you who moved your Sunday school classes and such. Um, this, is a, this is a great church with great people. A living hope. A living hope. John Eldridge, in his book, All Things New, begins the book with these words. We, sure, we could sure use some hope right now. We could sure use some hope right now. Anybody agree with that? <laughs> yeah. You know, as I think about that phrase... I'm not sure that there is any age that we couldn't say those words. Hope is something that we always need. It is, uh, it is what keeps us going in this life. No doubt there's a lot of fear and anxiety going around these days. A lot of fear and anxiety. But as believers, as believers, we have a hope that reaches beyond anything of this life. Anything of this life. Eldridge continues in his uh, analysis of today. and He quotes 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And he says, these three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. He says, these are the great powers of the Christian faith. For life without faith has no meaning. A life without love isn't worth living. And a life without hope is a dark cavern from which you cannot escape. Wow, a dark cavern. You know, life is full of challenges where we are tempted to question the very basics of, uh, ba basis of our faith. But for me, it is in the darkest hours of my life that I have experienced Jesus Christ at, 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 in a way unlike any other. It has been in these seasons of life that my faith grows stronger as the light of Christ shines brightest in the darkness. In the darkness. And that light gives me a way forward, even if it's just to take one step in faith. Just one step. And as I take that one step and know that it is secure, so another and another. And with each step, faith grows stronger and hope is more secure. I'm reminded in those moments that the love of God is stronger than any evil that this world might bring upon us. And, and for us to think as brothers and sisters in Christ that we can fight evil with evil is just simply wrong. The way of Christ is to always face the things of this world with faith, Hope and love. 
for me to know that this body, this body, this existence is not all there is to life, gives me hope for a better tomorrow. And that's what this sermon is about. That's what the next three sermons are about. It's about hope. Finding hope in the midst of this life. For we need hope for a better tomorrow, now more than ever. And hope, hope is the reason why I believe that the Bible talks so much about heaven. Because heaven is the assurance that this is not all there is. Heaven is our anchor in this life of what is to come when this, when this body is done. Heaven is the promise of God of what comes next. Heaven is our goal on earth when we, say, when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So let's talk about heaven today. Let's talk about heaven in, with, within the context of hope. Let's do all that we can in understanding heaven so that we may narrow the gap between the things of this world and the things of God. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength, our redeemer. May these words be your words. And for all, O oh God, that I don't speak, fill in the gaps that on this day we may hear your word. It may touch our hearts. We may be made new. We may find you. Hide me behind the cross, O oh God, this day in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. There are images in the Bible of heaven. As I said earlier, the Bible talks a lot about heaven, but those images of heaven are kind of, kind of sketchy at best. And the reason for that is because to describe heaven in, in, in earthly terms is almost impossible, if not impossible. But what does the Bible say about heaven? What does it say about this place that we look for and long for? For God knows our need for the hope of something better to come. And heaven is our promise of a life of joy and delight. In a world of hatred and fear, we need to know that there is a place of perfection, of peace, of joy, of harmony, awaiting to be revealed to us. And as Christ followers, we claim the promise of a glorious heaven that awaits us. Our place in heaven, God's kingdom, is a theme that runs throughout the Bible. It begins in Genesis. One through three, we, we know the story of Eden, the creation of the world. And the Bible begins there with this, with this image and picture of perfection. It's a place where heaven and earth are together. All is in order, no death, no suffering, no toil. But then the moment that Adam and Eve make the decision to go their own way, creation is ripped apart. By going their own way, they block the ways and intentions of God for them. And in their effort to find their own way, they put a separation between us and God. And, and as human beings, we have continued this pattern of behavior as we seek to go our own way. We we. We 
with all of our efforts as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we, we want to, but our humanity often stands in the way. But in spite of our failure, God never gives up on us. And the Bible itself is an unfolding story of, of God's effort to reach humanity and to put us back on the right track. God never gives up on us. God is always trying to put creation back together. And Jesus, Jesus is the moment of God's salvation. Revelation is the moment when all creation is made new and whole again. Returning all things back to the way that God made them in Eden. And so we live in the in-between time. We live in the in-between time between Eden and Revelation. Between the perfection that God created of heaven and earth together and the perfection that comes as Jesus comes again in glory. So what does this perfection look like? What is it that we look forward to in, in terms of heaven? What is it that we try to, to bring to earth as we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? The best description of heaven is found in Revelation 21. Cindy read the first part of that passage in 21. But John goes on to describe this incredible place. He uses the word horeo, which is translated to see, okay? He sees this place. And if you'll remember from last week, it's the same word to describe how the disciples saw Jesus when they understood his resurrection, with eyes wide open and spiritual understanding. So John is trying to, trying to describe this heavenly place, this, this, this place of perfection with, with human words, that is almost impossible. And so we, we, we get this picture in Revelation. What he says here is that, there, uh, that heaven is pure like a bride, referring, referring to the purity of, of Jesus. The expanses are beyond anything on earth. The, the streets, the golden streets, are translucent. They, they glow. You can see through them. Um, the gates are made of pearl. The foundation are made of, of precious stones. The per perfect dimensions give us a picture of a place so incredible it's beyond human understanding. And, and the essence and the, and the message of John here is that this is not a place you want to miss. This is not a place you want to miss. The Apostle Paul speaks to our lack of understanding when he says, Yet no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the human heart conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. No matter how tough life might get, do not compromise the promise of our eternal home. The goal of this life is to get our spiritual citizenship in order to seek the ways to bridge the gap between heaven and earth, to live not only in anticipation of what is to come, but to live in such a way to bring our lives into harmony with
with what God is providing and preparing for us. For we are meant for so much more than, than this physical life. I, I, I say this often and, and I get challenged by it, but we are spiritual beings that exist for the moment in a physical world. This is not the place for which we were made. We were made for so much more. And heaven is not a place we want to miss. Isaiah also speaks of this place. In Isaiah 2, he says, They, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. The prophet speaks of a day when there will be no need for instruments of war, no more need for fear of violence, a day when peace will reign. This is not a place we want to miss. He goes on in chapter 11, the wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Heaven is a place where the Images of danger and hostility have no place in God's kingdom. This is the heaven that Jesus promises us. A heaven where John says he will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. This is not a place we want to miss. This is not a place we want to miss. Further, we get an understanding of, of heaven in, in the life of Jesus. Have, have you ever thought about that? That, that what we see in Jesus is, is a picture of what life can be when heaven and earth come together. He says to us, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. In other words, there's no competition in heaven. Now, I love competition. But you know what? In competition, there's always winners and losers. No matter how many people get a trophy, there's always winners and losers. Not in heaven. There is no order of power or authority needed in heaven for perfect harmony and unity rules. All will be equal and unified in peace. And Jesus says the greatest are those who are servants. He puts children as a priority. This place is so secure that the innocent faith and trust of a child has the greatest value. This is not a place we want to miss. So as God became flesh and dwelt among us, we see something of heaven when we see Jesus through the Gospels. Heaven comes to earth as Jesus performs miracles. Heals the sick, casts out demons, quiets the storm, and raises the dead. De Jesus denounced and rebukes anything that has no place in God's kingdom. Think about it for a moment. This is not a place we want to miss. And as Jesus opens the door to heaven, he brings together in his life and in his work heaven and earth in the miracles that he performs and as the unfolding story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we get a glimpse of the world that God has intended for us. This is not a place we want to miss. Heaven 
gives us a vision of what life can be for us and for our loved ones. And, and here's the deal. The scriptures indicate that we will have a distinct existence in heaven. That we will recognize each other. That we will have perfect bodies. That that existence will be so perfect um, that, <laughs> that, that there will be eternal satisfaction in all that we do. We know, as brothers and sisters in Christ, what is coming. And so hope can take on a new dimension for us. For there is no fear, no anxiety. There is nothing of this world that can take that away from us. That is our victory. That is our hope. And here for me is, is, is the most important part of the concept of heaven is that the Bible teaches us that we can bring heaven and earth together. That there are those times in our life and in the practice of our faith where, where the gap narrows. The separation between heaven and earth can, can almost come together. When we worship together as God's people. When we pray when we work for God's peace and justice, when we hear God speaking the words of the Bible, when we strive to alleviate, alleviate God's, the pain of, of people through God's work, we bring heaven and earth together for thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as the gap narrows, so hope grows and the fullness of God's future future comes into focus think about it for a moment when we worship together when we sing the songs of faith don't you feel it can't you feel it when we read the Bible and we hear those words of hope can you not feel the presence of what is to come when you hear the words from first John perfect love cast out fear That is heaven. And, and that's why in, in our church at First Methodist, we spend so much time trying to help people grow in their faith. And we encourage and, and almost at times push people in, into discipleship opportunities, Bible studies, Sunday morning study groups, uh, uh, classes like Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and, and our midweek core groups to give people the opportunity to grow in their faith so that in that faith, the gap between heaven and earth narrows and we can see more clearly the things of God. Eldred said, we sure could use some hope right now. We sure could. So let's peek over the horizon just for a moment. Will you join me? Let's peek over the horizon as John did to see what the Bible promises us and what God has prepared for us. Let's move forward with the assurance and confidence that God is already in our future making all things new. Let us put aside all fear, anxiety, bitterness, and anger, resentment, and regret, and claim what God is already doing. Take a risk. 
reach out for just a moment. Let the Spirit surround you and let hope explode with new possibilities. If you've ever watched uh, uh, little ducklings follow their mother, have you done that down at the park sometime? Just sit on the bench and, and, and watch. They are so clumsy, you know, because ducks were not made for land. And, and, but that they want to follow their mother, and so they do, and they trip, and they fall, and they make their way along. And even the mother is clumsy in the way that she makes her way along the ground. But there is a moment when mom leads them into the water. And, and you can hear them beginning in their quacking and their flapping of their wings as they move into the water. And they go from clumsy now to graceful as they move into the water. And you can almost hear in their quacking, I was made for this. I was made for this. This is what I was made for. And so it is with us as followers of Christ as children of our Heavenly Father, as those made in the image of God, as aliens in this present age, spiritual beings in this earthly place, heaven is the place for which we have been made. We were made. We were made for this. Thanks be to God.